In today's episode, we are going to be discussing the strategies for dealing with bad reviews in your salon. If you're a salon owner, you're going to discover the importance of not taking bad reviews personally and the opportunity that they can present for communication and education. So if you're a salon owner, make sure that you check in the show notes for a full checklist on how to create a holistic salon blueprint for your business. And then there's also another added freebie in there where you get the clean beauty advisor that is like having me in your back pocket. Welcome to the Salon Owners Holistic Blueprint, your podcast for unlocking the secrets to a thriving salon business through holistic practices. I'm Jacqueline Rodriguez, your host. And join me each week as we explore wellness, sustainability, and business success. Everything from attracting conscious clients to adopting eco-friendly practices. We're going to cover it all to elevate your salon business. Hello, and welcome back to the Salon Owners Holistic Blueprint Podcast. And today on our series with Kate and Lindsay, we are going to be talking about how we each deal with bad reviews. This is definitely a juicy topic because I know that We all get them some point in time and we all deal with them so differently. So thank you all for, thank you both for being here and I'm excited to dive into this. So who would like to introduce yourself and start? Sure. Um, Hi, my name is Kate. I'm the founder of Dip. We make sustainable hair care in bar form um, that's starting to hit salons all around the country. Yes, it's amazing. Oh, go ahead and you just keep going. No, I want to show my my spiel. (laughs) Tell us who you are. (laughs) I'm Lindsay McCoy. I'm the CEO and co-founder of Plain Products, and we sell salon quality personal care in aluminum bottles and also bulk containers. And we take all of those containers back and wash and reuse them. And they're both fabulous. And I would love, Kate, go ahead and start with how you deal with a bad review. Yeah. So with bad reviews, I mean, we all get them, even though I think everyone that when you start a salon or you start a brand, you put your heart and soul into trying to make the best thing that you can make, even though that's the intention of when you put something out there, like no matter what, it's going to fall flat for some people. That's just the nature of having over 300 million people having access to your stuff and everyone having an opinion. Um, For me, I try and always think of them as um, misunderstood reviews. It's not that it's bad. It's that there was some kind of disconnect in expectations. There was a disconnect in, you know, value, some, something there from, from what I thought I was putting out and what that person received. And so when it comes to bad reviews, which thankfully are like few and far between, I, I have to put myself in the, in the position of, of what it would be like to shop on my site, right? Like, so they came to my site, they saw the most expensive, annoyingly expensive bar shampoo and bar conditioner there. They took a chance and they were just like unhappy. And my my thing that I try and remember is like, that's gotta suck, right? Like if you have spent all of this money and you really like took a leap of faith and trusted everything that everyone else was saying about the product and then came in and 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 it fell short for you. And so- what I try and do is always, is always over apologize like this, the, the, I I think of like hospitality, right. When something goes wrong with a hotel room or something, any of those things, or in a restaurant, like you just overly 
fix the problem and overly apologize. And, and it's not that the customer is always right, but the customer is like right in how they feel because no one can tell them otherwise, you know? Yeah. They have valid feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's hard though to separate your, it's hard to separate yourself from your work though. And, and very hard not to get defensive. And I'm sure that must be incredibly true for Silas as well. But I think, you know, for Kate and I both as, as co-founders, it is hard not to take things personally. And that's always my first thing is like, okay, like separate that before I do anything else. Like what, you know, um, and then I also just see them as an opportunity for some communication and some education. I mean, obviously, you know, not every product is going to work for every person, period. But there are some times that you can say, hey, you know, like our products aloe-based. Did you make sure to add a lot of water, you know, and, and really get a good lather? Or did you leave it in for a little bit? It's natural. It takes a little bit longer than some of the chemical products. Or maybe you're really just used to your hair being stripped and this is what it feels like to have it not, you know, I mean, that there there is also a lot of like, Definitely the feelings are valid, but sometimes there are opportunities to do some education, even if it's not to that person. I mean, we also just kind of try to leave comments under reviews on the sites of like, I get why you're saying that. Here's a few things so that as people are reading reviews, there's there's some responses there and, and some education along with that. Yeah, we, tr we try and do that too. We try and respond to reviews, but it, it's, you know, it's... I don't want to only give attention to the bad reviews. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, no, no. yeah. <laughs> like, but I was, I was going to say like, when we do respond, like it's really, really, really important to respond to the good mm -hmm. ones and to the negative ones and respond in a sense of compassion and trying to solve the problem. Cause I know, um, you know, I thank goodness, knock on lots of wood. I've only had like two bad reviews in the 24 years that I've been doing this. So I'm very, very grateful. And those two bad reviews rocked my world because they happened before I was able to like really know how to handle them. <laughs> and it did. I took them as a personal attack. Like I cried for hours um, again, this was a long time ago. So it was before I knew how to handle them. And it was a very personal attack. It felt like on me. And I realized that it was a breakdown in communication, especially for stylists where we're sitting down with the client. We're the professional. It mm -hmm. is our responsibility to communicate with our clients. And we need to learn how to communicate in a way that they understand because they're not hairstylists. They don't care whether it's a level five or a level six. They don't care. They don't know. They have no idea. They see a picture. They say, I want this. And if you say I can do it, they expect what you say. And that's where like, it's really important for my salon and for um, the academy like to break down a consultation and that communication part and explain in a way that they understand. And then when we've explained and we think that they've understand, then we also reiterate what we are talking about and go back to the points of what the real true expectation is. And like you, Kate, I mean, we 
I want to over or under promise and over deliver. Hmm. So I will always over explain like, this is what we can expect. I may or may not be able to get you to where you want to be. I will try my hardest and this is probably not doable. And, and I think it's really comes down to that whole communication piece. And then when something breaks down in that communication piece to stand in their shoes, like we spend a lot of time, a lot of money, and we have high expectations, especially because of social media and Pinterest, love and hate Pinterest all in the same breath. And really those expectations from the clients, it's our responsibility to educate them on what is possible and what's not. And I think that that's such a huge part of it because the client's feelings are valid Mm -hmm. and we have to like put ourselves in their position. Have either of you ever written a bad review for someone? I don't know if I've ever done that. No, one time I went on Twitter and I was very angry with AT&T, no Sprint, Sprint, (laughs) whatever, whatever, one of those phone companies. And I was just like, I'm not, you know, I can't get through to anybody. I keep getting hung up on like, don't waste your time. I was very upset. And, um, I think that's the only bad review I've ever put out there maybe on a survey said like a customer service person was not helpful because they were not. Um, but to act, it, it's not really in my DNA to actively seek out and like give negativity out in the world. And then on top of it, I do think it's important to communicate when you've had, you know, a problem. I mean, I do like to know when there are issues, but I think, you know, there are ways to handle that that are not like posting to the world. I mean, certainly I want, you know, I want people to let us know if they didn't get the right thing or it's late or, you know, we'll, we'll try and do what we can, but you know, I would much rather somebody contact me. And, and that's what I try to do is just contact a business directly and be like, Hey, this is going on. Not like letting the world know my frustration, you know, on the, on the, on the interwebs. Yeah. No, I, I, I just, I just had a memory unlocked. I did have, I did write a bad review once, but it was very, very, very dis- it was deserved. Um, I, I had this like formal event and I, um, and it was at a, it was at a salon actually. And they, it, I, ha- I was getting my eyebrows waxed for the event and it, and everything was kind of okay. And then they asked me if I wanted to do my lip and I said no, and they did it anyway. And they burnt a big, <laughs> they burnt a big oh. of like, like Hulk Hogan mustache on my Foreign face. Event. And it was so tender and bubbly. This was like six hours before the event. By the time the event came around, it was like, I just had like this like three-dimensional bubbly mustache. And that memory just got unlocked for me. It was like a, like a long time ago. <laughs> oh, no. That is the first time I've ever written a scathing review. Cause they asked, I said no, and they did it anyway. And once it's on, there's nothing you can like do, you know? No. Um, Oh my god! I don't, you know, I didn't think I needed it. I guess they made a different assessment, but that was one of the first times that and last like time. Valid. That feels like valid feedback. Um, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't put makeup on it either. Like no. I had, like I had to like ice it. It was it was one of those things where I had to like 
powder dust it from afar and hope that like no one came close to but me. again i mean i think it's something that that salon owner probably needed to know that their you know employees were doing things they shouldn't be doing i mean i think there <laughs> is an important place for feedback <laughs> And, you know, just, just letting people know what's going on. It's just how you, how you handle that, um, in the world. I mean, certainly it's important to, to hear things. And so we have a chance to improve upon them. I mean, I don't want everybody to pretend like everything's great if it's not right. Great. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of different ways to do it. That's the whole thing is I've had so many clients sit in my chair and say like, yeah, yeah, this is great. And I, I will tell them straight up, like, talk to me. I'm not going to be angry. Like, tell me if this is not what you want. If we're not on the same page, talk to me. And I also know because I've experienced it and I've seen other beauty professionals not be so open that it's not always the easiest thing to reach out and say, Hey, I'm not super happy with this because they don't know where to go with it because I have had like, I'll reach out and feedback is important and I get my head bitten off and that's not okay either. So right. there, there has to be a safe space and that's, you know, that's really what you're creating is a safe space for people to respond, give you feedback, tell you what's going on and gives you a chance to make it right for that client. Or like you said, Lindsay, educate them. They just may not know that they can do it this way instead of it like being crazy and annoying. There's an easy way to fix it. But if we don't know any different, then there's no way we can help you. And there's tons of clients who have literally, maybe they don't go on and review and put it out there for everyone, but they'll leave the salon Mm -hmm. because they feel like they can't go back. They're not safe and they don't want to say anything. So there's, there's something to be said about that too. It's like, really, what kind of environment are you creating so that you either are getting a scathing review or creating a safe space where people can communicate back and forth with you? Thank you for joining today's episode. I really hope you enjoyed the training And if you have any questions about anything I talked about in today's training, or honestly, anything I've talked about on this podcast, I want you to go to www.cleanbeautybiz.com slash advisor, or you can click the link in the show notes where you can ask me any questions you have about this episode or anything else that I have covered on this podcast. Again, that link is www.cleanbeautybiz.com. And this amazing little tool allows you to get your specific questions answered by me 24-7. To Kate's point earlier, I do think it is important to make things overly right. Because Mm -hmm. again, even if somebody's not still going to be your customer because it didn't work, you still want them to say, oh, the products didn't work for me but they handled it incredibly well. They seem like a great company. You should give them a try as opposed to, you know, I think there's some businesses like, oh, they're not going to buy from me anymore anyway. Who cares what they have to say? Like, yeah, good look in the world. Yeah. One time, like it's not happened. It's happened maybe twice that because we have the minis, the mini size um, mm-hmm. shampoo and conditioner bars. Um, I've had two instances where 
people gave us bad reviews, right? Like uh, they were like, you know, it's just, it's not really working. And I would go and see who they are. And I see that they have like so much volume to their hair. And um, my move there is just like, I, they're not going to work for your hair. I, I absolutely know they're not going to work for your hair. And I know you had a bad experience. I can tell because you have like the most beautiful giant head of hair I've ever seen. And like, I can get away with using the minis because I don't have like a lot of hair, even though it's long. Um, but certainly someone, someone is, it's the challenge with bars, right? The smaller you make them, the worse the experience is. So like we, but, but you can't make them, you can't make them too small that, that they're, they're just kind of like unusable. But then if you make them a little bit too big on the small side, it's just, just a, there's like a math to it that doesn't, it's, it's hard. Um, and with both of those customers, I, instead of just refunding them, I sent them the big ones as replacements. And in that, in both of those scenarios have been long-term customers. So like, it was absolutely the size that was holding me back from liking it. And I think to, to Lindsay's point before, it's like this, this learning opportunity or this on both of our sides, right. Um, you know, making sure that someone in our copy, it's, it's very clear that if you have a lot of volume, this is, this isn't the right route. Like we actually changed our return policy on, on that, uh, you know, on that, um, set of reviews, because I knew that I didn't want someone who had a lot of volume to be scared of the bigger investment you know, because I was sure that they were going to have a great experience, but I'm also sure they're going to have a terrible experience if they go small. So it, it, there's something cool about that kind of, and we, I think we talked about this before, this, this um, relationship we, we all have with our customers because we're smaller and that we're, we're easy to reach and easy to find. And like, and we do, I know all three of us genuinely care so much about our customers or clients, whoever. Um, and that's how we run our businesses. And, and I think sometimes when people are reviewing, especially with brands, they assume like brand big business, like not brand. There's like a couple humans on the other side of this, like reading it and observing these reviews, you know, um, do you have that experience too, Lindsay? This episode is brought to you by the Green Beauty Community a vibrant, exclusive platform dedicated to connecting individuals and brands who share a passion for sustainable beauty. They strive to inspire, educate, and empower each member to make informed choices that celebrate beauty while respecting our planet. Become a green beauty advocate by joining the community today. Help us transform the beauty industry. Get access to sustainable education, connect with sustainable brands, and learn more about eco-friendly practices. Click the link in the show notes to get your exclusive discount code today. Yes, I mean, certainly I, I do think that mega corporations have both ruined everybody for for giving feedback because I think people are have been so frustrated for so long that they were ignored or that you know nobody ever got back to them mm -hmm. um, but that's part of like that anger in the first review is like I know you're not going to listen to me but blah, 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 blah. and then when you come back and you're like oh I'm so sorry people are like oh oh so yeah, they never believe it's you yeah actually responding to me <laughs> the other thing and what I love about you what you said is like you can't be all things to all people. And as a small business and as a stylist, if you acknowledge that up front, if you say, trust me, you do not want bangs, you know, right? Like, like I mean, that to me is building that relationship even more. 
You know, I think a lot of small businesses try and just, oh, it's going to be great. You're going to love it. Yeah, just try it. You're going to, and it, you know, and instead saying, look, you may not love this. This may not be the right thing for you is so much more impactful or saying, you know what? We may not be, you, you, you should try a shampoo bar, buy our lotion. Like, you know, yeah. having those honest conversations and not trying to trick people into things or give them something that they're not going to want is a much better way to create that long-term relationship. Well, I think it all comes back to the mindset of the beauty industry of just kind of selling you to sell you. And it's about money. And I noticed that in, you know, when in the industry being a stylist for so many years behind the chair for someone else, it was not really an option. Like you couldn't say, Hey, I don't think this is good for you. Mm -hmm. We, if we turned away clients or told them, no, we could get fired. That's insane to me. And when I sit down and I talk to my clients now, I will tell them, like, I don't care how much money you throw at me. I am not going to take you from dark hair to bleach blonde in a day. It's not happening mm -hmm. unless you don't want to have hair anymore. And <laughs> I prefer to give you a great service, take it slow and give you reasonable expectations and make sure that your hair is healthy and not dry. And like, nobody wants hay feeling hair, but mm -hmm. nobody talks about that. It's okay. You want this? I need money. Sit down. I'll give it to you. Who cares if you come back or not, or if you're upset, or I told you your hair was going to be dry. No, that is not acceptable. And it is that whole creating that relationship and that open communication. Because if we don't create that, then yeah, expect lots of bad reviews, <laughs> you know? Have you, have you guys noticed in um, the beauty industry, lots of, it seemed, there seemed like this new uh, era of paid comments. Oh. You guys kind of seen that, like the comment farms of people like either good or bad. You see, yes. you, you see them all the time now. And once someone pointed it out to me, now I can't unsee it. You know, I, yeah. I think it's crazy. Like that's, that's where we are right now is like. There's either these comment farms, there's all these sorts of reviews. Hey, Lindsay, have you had competitors buy your stuff and write bad reviews yet? Uh, not that I'm aware of. Uh, I don't think so, happily. I mean, again, like, <laughs> like, knock on, no, I don't think so. I mean, certainly though, everybody's like, reviews are so important, reviews are so important. So I can mm -hmm. see how you could feel pressure as a small business owner to be like, oh, well, maybe this would be a great thing to just get a bunch of reviews. But I mean, mm -hmm. you can tell. I mean, I agree. You can tell when people aren't haven't actually tried a product and they leave a review, like it's just so generic that it's um, not useful. So I think again, back to like the importance of authenticity versus just mm -hmm. checking the box. Yeah, well, it makes such a big difference because we it is important to have those reviews. And it's important to have a system in place to collect the actual real reviews. Because I will say one thing with reviews is most people don't take the time to go on and write a great review. They might be happy with you for years and years and years, but they it's just not something that one is important to them, which is valid. It's, you know, what is it doing for them? And two, 
they don't think about it. They're busy. So it is important to have a system in place to ask for reviews from your clients so that you can gain the reviews, which helps your business and positive reviews um, because you're asking in a great way. And then it's also, you know, you, like you said, you can tell if it's not authentic, like what's the point? That's like having all of those, you know, followers and half of them are bots or they're (laughs) um, creepy people. Yeah. It's not the right people and it does nothing for you. Mm -hmm. But you're absolutely right that it is worth the effort to get the reviews and whether that's offering coupons or incentives or trying to get people to do it while they're in the shop and they're happy and they're loving the the glow of the haircut. Um, It is, it is well worth the effort to get people to engage in that way because a great, I mean, people want to see what, what people think. Yep. Yeah. It's, I, I was actually really reluctant to bring reviews on our site and it, it really had to do with my, not that I was scared of bad reviews, but more that I was so, I personally am so distrustful of good reviews anywhere, mm-hmm. you know, that I, I was like, well, I just imagined being myself shopping on my site. It was like, I wouldn't believe any good reviews anyway. And um, it was one of those things that I think I've been proven wrong, that I think reviews are helpful. I think that they're, they're, um, we made sure to be the, we made sure that the review platform we chose made it so that people could say everything about their hair, like whether it was dyed, short, long, like, uh, you know, what their, yeah, what their hair gripe, but I'll I'll send it over to you, Lindsay, if you want to check it out. And, um, and that has made like a world of difference. It, it, I, took me a long time to find a review platform that I think mattered for what we sell because what we're doing is selling things for all hair types and that annoys people, right? Like it annoys people when they see all hair types and I get it. So it took me a long time to find the right program that like let people see like what other people with their hair type said. Um, and that's, that's been the best. That is so valuable. Yeah. (laughs) That's super cool. I didn't even know that existed, honestly. And our web guy also fought me on reviews. He was like, you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it. Like <laughs> humanity is a terrible cesspool of people. Like just don't. And so good. And you know, they are, Um, you know, and they, and they want to support us and they want to say good things. We have to remind them, but they, you know, for the most part, it is really good. Every now and then I'm like, you know, you do see something you're like, is this real? Like, mm-hmm. For the most part, it's been great. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's uh, the what are you? If I mean anyone listening, we use Yotpo. Do you know Yotpo? Y O T P O. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah. they, when I was building it with them, they we we did all these questions in the beginning that help people see what other people like what their hair profile is. That's brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah, that's so awesome. I think our review system. Um, says like what kind of service they had. Yeah, that's perfect. Whether it was a haircut or balayage or whatever, so they can see um, what their experience is. And, and, you know, all in all, I think reviews are amazing. And it's one of those things that as a business owner, just be prepared. You're, you're not going to be for everyone. It's okay. I promise one bad review is not going to ruin your entire company. Yeah. It's, it's it, okay. it pains me to ever publish the bad reviews, but we do it. Yeah. Really, really. Except I had a, a competitor come in and just like 
buy like $200 worth of stuff and just write like one star reviews. I looked them up on LinkedIn and I was like, ah, that those are the only ones I didn't publish. They like really, really made me mad. I mean, it was like such like a scumbaggy thing to do and so unnecessary. And I was, and, um, you know, you leave like a digital trail, like it's easy to figure out who people are if you have a little sleuth in skills, you know? And I found out who this person was, cause I was so like, how do you hate the, the bamboo box so much? Like, how could you hate it so much? Um, you know? And so I, that's, it's one of those things where like, you just have to deal with that. And, and of course there are bad, there are people that just don't, you know, they're, they're not that excited about our products. It's, it happens to everybody. Um, and just making peace with the fact that it happens to everyone is like, is like a much easier way to live. Um, but also calling out the brands that go and do unsavory things too. Well, I feel like there's a special place for anybody who goes and does that because it Mm -hmm. does nothing, does nothing. doesn't help them sell more. No, it doesn't (laughs) help them. It doesn't, it's not going to hurt you because honestly, when it's like that, you can feel that that is like an off. Yeah. Cause I, I truly believe in everything that we say or write, there's an energy Mm -hmm. to it. And that energy is palpable. You can feel it. And whether you know that you're feeling it or not, I truly believe in that. So I just say like, uh, people are just insane. And that will come back to bite them in the butt. Yeah, I think so too. Mm -hmm. I hope so. (laughs) It will. It will. (laughs) Some way, somehow it will. And it's just never good to be nasty like that. And we deal with nasty people all the time. You know, there are people out there. And when you get really clear and you have educated well on your site, you communicating, you are being authentic. I truly believe you attract the most amazing people. So you deal with so much less of that negativity simply because, again, your your words are everything and there is a vibration and an energy to everything you say and it will repel people who want nothing to do with positive like happy-go-lucky people I I repel plenty of people and I am okay with this (laughs) yeah that's a great point that's um it is the energy you know as woo as it is I do believe in the energy that you put out there is what comes back to you and, um, you know, hopefully that ener- negative energy is swirled around the universe and come back to them. <laughs> it does. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it wholeheartedly. <laughs> um, but I think this was a great episode. I like anything else that you want to end on? Sure. Um, well, if you're interested in trying dip um, well, for your salon, we always send the first set of bars free uh, to salon owners. All you need to do is go on our site and there's a drop down menu for wholesale and uh, just fill out the wholesale request form. And then I know you're an actual legit business and I will send you, um, you know, two, I'll send you a full size shampoo and a full size conditioner. Amazing. Yeah. Thank you. And we're the same. We have a contact uh, form on our website as well. And again, just let us know who you are and what you're interested in. And we're happy to send out some samples. So And I will have all of that information in the show notes. And as a salon owner who has both of their products in the salon, I also wanted like, 
comment below and let me know if you would like me to go over how I pick my wholesalers. And because we're starting a mini refillery in the salon, if you want to hear that journey and how I chose the products that we're carrying um, and all of that. So comment below and let me know if that's something you want to hear and I'll make an episode about it. So again, thank you both for being here and having such a great conversation. Make sure that you go on, you follow all of us, you leave a comment, let us know um, what you took away from this episode and see you on the next one. Thank you for tuning in to the Salon Owner's Holistic Blueprint. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to follow and subscribe. Until next time, stay inspired, stay passionate, and keep thriving in the world of holistic beauty.